everybody, welcome to another episode of Props and Drops. I'm Gary Vaynerchuk here with my dramatically younger and hotter and cooler and better friend, Kalish. Kalish, how are you? Doing so good, Gary. How are you? I'm well, brother. You gonna give us a framework for this new episode? I think our show's doing well. I'm getting bombarded. I don't know if you're getting a little love, but people are about this show. Yeah, we're doing some good stuff, man. I think we're building something really special where, you know, this is our passion. So it's on top of everything else. And you know, we're launching products, we're doing our thing. But then, you know, being able to carve off this time, make some great content with you has been amazing. Thank Made you, it to the what, fourth episode now. The next episode is my big one. You know, five is my like fucking magic number. It's the whole thing. And so next episode, I'm going to go ballistic. I don't know what I'm going to do. But if you're a listener right now, I'm going to give you the promise right now. I'm giving away some shit. I'm going to do some epic, crazy ass shit for episode five. We got to go ham on episode five. I agree. I'm ready. All right. Harm's here too, right? Harm? I'm here. All right, good. Oh, I'm here. All right. That was enough. All right. Uh, Kalish, what, uh, what's the, uh, what's this episode about? What do we do? Let's do it. Please? Let's do okay. it. So we're digging in sports. We're going to touch Olympics, U.S. Open coming up. Mm-hmm. And then we have an awesome guest today. We have Banks here. Yes. When we get to He's the fine. drops, we're yep. pulling in Banks. We've got to hear what's been going on. You know, lots, I, I'm sure anybody who follows him has seen, you know, his tweets. They see that he's he was going really like hard. You and I, like, basically, I, you know, you know, all day long, I just like look at what you guys are doing and like, it's just, he's fully all in. Like we're, we have a disease. We've been hit by the, you know, disease, you know, I don't want to use virus. I'm triggered by it, but like, it's like literally, like I've struggled to sleep because I get excited in the morning to check like what's, launching what's sold what's not sold what's ethereum ad what project dropped where punks floors how many b friends sold like your marketplace i was pumped about except the fucking time we'll get into that in a minute you know obviously dropped with tom brady right in my face you know um but like it's a it's a it's a moment it's like 2006 to 2007 social media it's like every day feels like a like a year it's yeah Absolutely. And, you know, you see people emerge and they just show up and start building these amazing collections. Next thing you know, I'm like checking Banks's wallet. He has like the 30th best collection in the country. He's adding every day and stuff, you know. So it's great to see what people pick out. You know, there's so much out there and what people pick out and, you know, what they kind of, you know, support, what they form around. So can't wait to hear, you know, more about that. But First off, you know, we got to touch on the Olympics. Team USA, we talked about this prop, the Team USA gold medal prop, 43 and a half. Yes. Numbers in 39 golds. It's the under. I I don't even know how that happened. I'm shocked right now. Can we run the clip? Only like four, there's four people that bet the under. (laughs) Can we run the clip, you know, in post-production? Can we run the clip? Let's go right to it right now. Here's the clip of my conviction. Gold medal prop, USA, over 42.5 gold medals, minus 125. I'm betting Are that. you playing this prop? The over. We fucking you have to dominate. You the biggest asshole we, in the world to take under the USA. We, we fucking dominate. Uh, listen, if you're listening to this podcast around the world, I'm sorry. We fucking dominate. Yeah. All right, we're back, I guess. Hopefully we post-produced that. If not, that was pretty funny. I couldn't have been more wrong. This is why I don't want to do this show. I said in episode one, this is the show that I don't want to do because I have this very nice career and reputation brewing because I don't guess. I do a lot of homework and then I talk about things and, and they come true because they already happened. And now I'm on this show with you where I have to fucking guess each week. I'm getting prepped for my football stuff. I'm not going to be able to take my emotions out of it between the Jets love. I'll always pick the Jets every week. And between, you know, literally repping a ton of football players. Like, I'm, I'm a disaster. Like, I cannot believe the U.S. came under. I can't believe. Really, is that what happened for only four people on DraftKings bet the under? Like, what was, is that the actual data or are you joking? It was, who would, how could you possibly bet under? You can't unless you have to just be the worst. No, and I don't mean to, yeah, to no, I get say it so plainly, but you have to yeah. be the worst. So somebody bet under and they won, and everyone else didn't win. Unfortunately, there <laughs> was like a couple the, that it's stood like the out. No pass line, right? It's I don't pass. Like, can we talk about the no pass line, like in in craps when the person comes and bets against the whole table? You are 
Like on the record, guy, and once in a while it's a gal, but guy, you know who you are. You go in there to tables like doing decent and you come and bet against the whole, and, and Herm, I love your face reaction. I can see it. I know you're off, supposed to be off camera in the post edit, but I can see you. Isn't that the word? Like you play craps, Herm? Oh yeah, I love yelling. And and what, like, right? Don't you agree with me that no pass line guy is the worst? Yeah, but the best part of craps is you scream in the whole casino. <laughs> You're yeah, just screaming for a number no, and you can my, scream at somebody. Like, Yeah, everyone favorite, judges. My favorite is when that person comes, bets against the table and the table wins. I just look at that person with disdain. Like yeah. that might be the worst human on earth when it comes to like things that don't matter. The no pass line guy is like one of the worst people we know. Yeah, I mean, it's a social, a, it's a very social game, and don't pass line guy is like an internet troll, basically. A hundred percent. And when yeah. he's losing, I let him know. And when he's winning, I let him know. Yeah, but I think that guy is probably in a dark place, you know, mentally. You know, it's like, he's it's having a, some problems. You know, it's funny. I've had some talks with these no pass line guys, and they don't think it's that big of a deal. I'm like, you don't understand the way the world works. Gray, they like run it on yeah. that. They're like, no, this is a good statistical. I'm like, are you a fucking asshole? I don't give a shit what the statistics say. You came in here and you're fucking bitter beer face guy. You fucking yucked our yum. You're fucking Debbie fucking downer. You're the worst. No pass line guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Matt. As someone who plays the middle of the table, you know, they say, if you're playing the middle of the table in craps, they say, you know, I'm probably getting like a free hotel room, free dinner. They're gonna be, sir, what what would you like? Anything I can do to make your stay more pleasant? You know, middle of the table is like, that's 20% margin city is right Banks, there. I'm firing Banks, everything. Hold on, I'm now fired up. Banks, are you in the back? Do we have Banks here or do we go take yeah, a Yeah, he's definitely Banks, talking to himself. He's here? Yeah, Banks. he's there, he's ready. Banks, jump in. I know you're like coming later, but we're bringing you in right now. What's you your... agree with me on the no pass line guy, right? Have you seen that? You've seen that guy? Uh, I've already seen that guy. That guy's the worst guy. That's right, good. We'll see you later, thanks. Especially in crap. Dust, dust. All right. So why okay. did why did it not come in? Here's a couple. Like we talked about Team USA women's soccer, and they got the bronze. Canada. Canada comes in, takes the gold. I mean, unexpected, right? Yes, very unexpected. Nyjah Houston skateboarding, you know, really was sweating Lock. him, watching him. Lock. That was like some real, real amazing content. Though. I don't by know if you're way, following his way, Twitter, his, way, his by social. The way, by the way, on the record, I know nothing what we're talking about. I When I tell you I watched 0. 0.0 seconds God, of the is... Olympics. Listen, yeah. Herm, I don't care if DraftKings is looking to do an Olympic sponsorship in four years. I'm here with a podcast. Good. Yeah, I'm, I'm here to do a podcast. Okay. All right? Don't get upset. I watched go zero on. minutes of it. Matt, go I'm hard so transition. Just go right to US Open. Fine. We're going hard. Yeah. Joker's going to win. And if Joker doesn't win, I'm dead. All right. There Are we, we done go. with the Olympics? Garbage product. Yeah, we're, go we're going on. We're going not on even, US Open. It's, I'm yeah, so we're going on. We're going on. By the way, on the record. 84 Los Angeles, my life. 88 Calgary, my life. Barcelona, my life. All this anger for the Olympics comes on how much they have fucked this product up over the last 30 years. Like, it just devastates me. You know why? They fucking make the product for 57-year-old people. LA is going to turn that around. Okay. You'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Looking forward to that Olympics Vayner Media collab next year. <laughs> I think Vayner Media has lost all. Like, I bet you, like ten years, <laughs> we're gonna be like on the verge of landing oh, an eighty million my dollar Olympics contract, and somebody's gonna come to me. Hopefully, I'm on the board at that point, and be like, "Yo, you fucked this up in 2020. You had this show with Kalish, and you know, and I know you guys have all made a trillion dollars on NFTs and don't care, but you fucked up." our Olympic sponsorship, and I'll care. I'll be sad that somebody was mad that I was so passionate about the Olympics that I'm mad that they do no contemporary marketing. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. Though. Somebody will be like, our rating sucked. Call Travis Scott, <laughs> like we need to get this set up. Or how about make a TikTok, you fucking <laughs> Olympics? Come on. Anyway, let's move oh on. Joker's God. gonna win. Yes. Joker's gonna win the Open because he's the greatest tennis player of all time. Yeah. Don't at me with your fucking Federer bullshit. I don't want to hear your Nadal shit. Joker's the best of all time. 
Well, he's going for something kind of special. I mean, he has a shot at the calendar year Grand Slam. That's right. Last time, I put this in my notes because I was like, God damn, that's so long ago. It was like 1966 or something, the last time there was a calendar year Grand Slam. 1969. Rod what? Laver, I've never heard of. What are you talking about? One of the, the first original fucking great tennis player. Well, you follow tennis a lot more closely than I. I do. It's a weird Edberg, one, too. It's... Stefan, Stefan Edberg, if you're listening, please DM me. Big fan. Yeah. So this is a, a special Herm, thing. This Herm, is like you, a triple Herm, crown. You, Herm, you look a little bit like Courier. Any, I don't know. Honestly, I'm so distracted by your current look with knees up right no. now. Okay. I don't know. I'm just, he looks like a hermit crab. Herm, um, you, look like Jim, you look like Jim Courier. And is he a successful redhead? Yeah, he's a, he's probably a strawberry blonde, if I recall properly. Great. But like uh, any Courier? successful redhead, I'm supportive on. Let's Courier talk about. I have, I have a question to U.S. Open. So you know, we're headquartered in Boston. DraftKings headquartered in Boston. A lot of people haven't been. Like a lot of execs haven't been. What? What's your in general like marketing <laughs> VIP? Like it's you know not a lot of U.S. Open as much as it's. Why is every executive event in like Cape Cod and can't get down like three no, hours on the fucking stop 90 judging days. Cape Cod? It's beautiful. What are you talking about? I um, like Cape Cod. I'm just asking. Like you baffled me with that statement. The U.S. Opens. I think a lot iconic. of I think a lot of people that are not in New York have not been. So what's your take for everyone listening that's not that's never been? What's your take well, on that event? My take is if you're in Montana and it's a schlep, respect. But if you're a fucking Boston, go down 95 and get your ass down there. It's fucking epic. What makes it epic? The food. <laughs> the food is insane. I love the food at the U.S. Open. Um, what makes it epic is, and Boston knows this, New York is the greatest city in the world, let alone America. And, and so what happens is New York's been in its summer haze. And what the U.S. Open represents is everyone's coming back for the fall and all the fucking alpha New York electricity energy has had enough of fucking swimming pools and chill and relaxation. And the US Open kind of represents that transition from like a little passiveness of August to let's fucking dominate September to December. And like you start getting out of your kind of like a little, like I've been a little chill and it's okay to like take a couple days off New York energy. And you start seeing other winners there and you're like, oh shit, let's catch up September 15th and make a big business, to, like school's coming back. Fucking footballs in the air, like it's fucking alpha time. The energy, the dude, the electricity at the open is fucking alpha. So there's wheeling, wheeling and dealing going on there, basically. Right, and wheeling and dealing, not in like April when you've been going hard for a hundred days. Wheeling and dealing after like a thirty day rest, which yeah. you know is the best wheeling and dealing because you're fresh as fuck and you're ready to fucking score, like. Think about who's listening to this show. If you listen to this show, your ambition is real. You're, you're like, ambition is real. And like that person that's listening right now understands that transition to like, okay, it's fall. It's time to get serious again. And the US Open is a fun, like you still got a couple of days to relax because the world's not fully back Tuesday, Labor Day, right? But, but you see everybody and you're like, okay, let's do some business. Let's do some action. Let's catch up for dinner. How you been? I haven't seen you in two months. And now it's like triple compounded because of COVID. So like the energy is going to be through the roof. Yeah. You and Matt have to go this year. All right. Sorry. Let's keep going. So here's the deal. DraftKings Sportsbook, tennis. It's one of the biggest sports. People don't true? necessarily think that. Yes. That. And here's why. People bet the games. They bet the points. Point by point. Stream. Like, what's your take on that? Do you think you can watch the match and, like, predict who's going to win the next point? Like, just you can feel it, you can perceive it? Of course. The number one thing in sports that is undeniable is momentum. It's like the... the, Oh, it's my favorite thing about sports. That's why I get so crazy as a sports fan. Sometimes my mom took 20 years to figure this out with the Jets. Jets are winning 13-0. Da-da-da-da-da. This is just like a common scenario. And an open field drop pass on second and eight happens, and I go into a fucking conniption. 
she's confused as she's learning football with me because the first 13 years she didn't care and then she got into it with me over the last 20. She was confused in 2000, 2002, 2004, 2006 as she was getting into it. She's like, because it didn't make sense, right, Matt? You're learning the game. You're winning 13 nothing. It's the second quarter. And this seems like a mundane play that means nothing. But everybody who's listening right now is shaking their head because every one of us that's psychotic about sports knows there's always this play that seems mundane, but everybody knows that it's the turning point of the game. The next play, there's a strip sack fumble, touchdown the other way, it's 13-7, and the whole thing collapses and we lose, and I go back to that second and eight drop that fucking keeps me up at night for three days. That's the why I think- inflection point, yeah. The inflection point, which is why betting play-by-play is probably gonna be an addiction for the hardcore as screaming. This is why fucking, you know, like why I think a lot about like, you know, 5G, because as 5G comes, as 6G comes, like when the speed is instantaneous, people are gonna be betting on like the nanosecond. Yeah, you're watching the stream and you just kind of get a sense for the flow. 100%. And that's what we see though. That's people wanna predict the Wait, next so game. Got, I'm they sorry, wanna I predict apologize. the next point. You guys have the ability now to bet on the point in tennis? On the point. Okay, so I'm gonna day trade betting on tennis this year. Because I know that's when Joker, I know when Joker switches it on. Joker's great at being down like five two, in like after losing the first set seven six, and then just dismantling his guy. There's a yeah, lot of Twitter. Live betting's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's yeah. so fluid these days. You know, the the tech is just so developed, and you know, live odds on things, moment to moment, bet the points, bet the games. And nothing like U.S. Open, too, with all the energy, the backdrop. You know, Naomi Osaka's in. Serena Williams is in. We got Joke. I guess. I mean, he, he was kind of hurt in the Olympics a little bit. But, like, I guess he's back. We'll see. Bunch of people with 20 majors that they've won. Somebody will probably break out. You know, should be really entertaining. And no better way, I think, to, to flow with it. I'm excited Any final it. predictions before we move on from U.S. Open? Things you're, Joker. you're looking at? Joker. I want the whole – like, to me, I've been waiting for this moment for seven, eight years. I've been on the Joker train the whole time. And the fact that he's going to pass Fed and Nadal in New York City is, like, everything I want. And if he doesn't, I'm going to go to Australia next year so I can see it. All right. Well, you're not alone. Joker, minus 135. So let's bet 135 to win 100. I get it. Eighty-five percent of the handle, sixty-three percent oh. of the bets. Wow! So yeah, you're in good company. That's the who's the favorite uh, in the lady side. That's the favorite. What about the lady side? side is a little bit of a yeah, of it's a blurry for me. Dog jam. You got Serena Williams eighteen percent at eleven to one. The favorite is Naomi Osaka four to one. Interesting. I love Naomi, but like. Ash that's, like a, that's a, that's a tough, one. yeah, I think, you, you know, momentum going into tournaments matters too, but there's still, you know, it'll be interesting. I'd love to see Naomi win it. Yeah, yeah. Coco, 16 to one. I love her game. That, that would get me going. Coco winning. See, that would be a hell of a moment. You know? Oh, I would lose my that mind. That would really change things, I think. Yeah. I can't wait yeah. for her moment. It's just inevitable at this point. It's inevitable. And... She doesn't even necessarily have to win to have no, you know, a, a, lot of, a lot of momentum. She's, yeah. yeah, she's got two to three more years before she feels, or maybe 18 months before she, two years before she feels a lot of pressure. So she's still in house money land. She just has, right. you know, what's so tough is you never know when a 14 or 15 year old comes out of nowhere and becomes a problem, you know? That's what's so crazy about women's tennis. There's literally a nine year old right now who's only like four years away from doing damage. <laughs> you know, like, like it's yeah. what a sport, what a sport. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to drops. I want to get Banks in here. It's a lot of shit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can we not? Can we not leave sports for a second? We have. Okay. We have NFL. Like, like you know, we we. How about the Colts fiasco of the episode where we had the wrong data? We got <laughs> hot on it, and now, fucking Wentz is hurt. So like it might be down to four and a half. Like what? That's wild. What happened with the Colts thing? I wonder if you guys we made, made that happen. Back. I feel like yeah. we made that happen. 
I feel like Colts fans should be mad at props and drops. I feel like that by accident misprint that led to a whole part of our last show or the show before, last show, I think, might be the reason that Wentz and Quentin Nelson got, like, I think there's something there. Like the butterfly effect from that 100,000%. moment? A hundred thousand percent. That's Speaking actually which, really trippy that, that yeah. I mean, that might be what happened. Another thing that might be happening, this may or may not be true, is that I've already had three different nightmares about the Jets-Panthers game and Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson head to head and it's only August 12th. So I'm clearly anxious for week one. I'm already in my zone. Wait till you see what props and drops is like during the Jets season. You think I'm excited about the Olympics, Herm? Fucking put on your seatbelt, kiddo. I'm excited for the show. Everyone Gary's doing it. Gary and Matt will be involved in that every once in a while when, when Matt can spare some time. Matt, uh, Gary's hosting an NFL show. It's going to be fun. Way too All right, let's, can we get Banks in here? Okay. He's just there. Yeah, let's get like, Banks. He's Matt, so Matt brought him in here. He's Matt, so get him in here. He's, he's also he like... <laughs> look at that entrance. Look, look at that face. I love you guys, man. It's a great... There we go. Banks, are you still a real Patriots fan or are you a bullshit Patriots what fan? What do you mean by a, a real Patriots fan? No, no, I'm being really serious with you. I'm a real Patriots I know you are, but like, talk real. Because what I love about yeah. you is you shoot truth. This is going to be a fun question. To be honest with you, I have fallen off a little bit of the NFL the last couple of seasons. Especially, this is usually the time where I'll like my obsessive like personality will kick in, but NFTs have really like sucked all my my spare time. It's fucked up, man. It is a disease. You were you said that earlier, but it really it really fucking is. Thanks. Give everybody thirty seconds on on you. I'm honestly disappointed in like the Patriot, like the the New England fan base as of late. To be honest, I saw this like Twitter poll like. Would you got? Would you guys back the signing of Deshaun Watson? And it was like eighty percent no. Just like what the fuck? What's going on over there? I, I haven't been back there in a while. It's just like what's going on? Like, uh, can I tell you what's going on? Do you yeah. know what? Do you know what happens when somebody's a rich, 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 rich kid? They're not hungry. Yeah. It's hard to be hungry when you're fed. What's happened in Boston? Beautiful city. The best nice place. Good people. I like you guys are like I, it's insane to me. Yeah, you're I, love, numbers, right? I, I love Boston people. Like it's crazy. I went to school up there. So okay. many best friends. You two fuck. Like it's insane how many of the humans I love from Boston. But as fans, everything was awesome about Boston in the 80s and 90s when I was growing up. Buckner. All I care about with fans is fucking like what I can't love, why I love being a Jets and Knicks fan. The grind, the process, the devastation. And Boston, like the Patriots were the only team worse than the Jets, one in 15 in the bleacher, like the worst. They sucked after growth. Like, they had a little pocket in 86, obviously we all know, but like they sucked. Fucking, they had the Celtics, of course, and the Bruins had some, like, but the Red Sox were doing some, hadn't won a trillion years and the Buckner shit and it always fucked up. And then what happened? The if you're an under, if you're under 35 and you're a Boston fan, you're a trust fund baby. Sports, you, won too, yeah. you won too much. You expected to win. You have no passion left. You're not a real fan because you won too much. No, I don't know about the no passion thing. Yeah, Brother, I, honestly. Way, thanks. But, don't get trapped into this. You're getting trapped. He's not getting trapped. trapped. Yeah, you're getting trapped into some no, sort of not. Jets hole. By the way, no, no. Matt, this is Matt, Matt, save I knew this day would come. They've won every. They've won every championship. It's this is out of respect. This is not a bad statement. There's nothing wrong with being a triple trust fund baby, but they're a quadruple <laughs> trust fund baby. They won all four rings. The Patriots were ridiculous, right? Like won everything a hundred million times. They got their little Celtics thing off, right? Doc Rivers, most rated coach in basketball, and they like you know and like all this stuff and like fucking. Of course they don't care. They have to worry about NFTs now and their business and their relationships. Sports is over in Boston. It's over. Yeah, I come like I have so much empathy for people that hate Boston sports because I'm <laughs> I know like how how bad of a place they're probably in. No, 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 no. listen, from, just so everybody you know, knows, this is not, maybe it's, it's not ten true. years, maybe it's twenty years with no titles, or maybe it's like your fourth favorite team, like the Yankees yeah. won, but you don't really like fuck with baseball Where that much, but you want you want the Jets a million times in his head, being a Jets fan. Guys, it just, guys, I, I, I get it. I don't let me just let me promise you guys. It's I'm going to buy the Jets and I'm going to fucking stick it to you guys every year. I'm going to fucking win nothing but Super Bowl after Super Bowl. And it's going to feel delicious. I don't want to win yet. I want to win it. I don't want to be the fan of it. I want to be the fucking owner of it. 
I love that. No, I can tell you this. If you buy the Jets, I'm moving my allegiance. I'm really on the record. Like, I'm <laughs> off the I Patriots. A I'm a Jets fan a Jets if you own it. I own a Jets Okay? Fan. I'm with you on that. And can I tell you both why you would do that? A, because you're beautiful men, and I love you. And by that time, we'll be 30 years of friendship. But the real reason is because you've already won. Right? Because, like, for me, for example, if you bought, like, the Patriots, there's no way. And I hadn't won a, now, if I won a Super Bowl, I'm with you. But when you haven't had it yet, oh, you 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 know it's it's anyway. I'm so happy that I'm a Jets and Knicks fan. People are confused by this, but I love the process. I was a huge Rangers and Yankees fan. As soon as they won, I was out, which is why my weird fandom might not be true for a lot of people that are listening at Boston right now. A lot of people are like, "Fuck you, Gary, you're a fucking idiot." They might be right because they like winning over and over. I only like to win that one time and then move on. I like to accomplish my goal and move the fuck on. That's who the fuck I am. I feel you. Speaking of moving on, let's talk about crypto cars. I'm in your box wearing my Mo Lewis jersey. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) Mo Lewis might be the greatest jersey. He might might be one of the greatest Patriots. By the way, I think Mo Lewis is the greatest Patriot of all time. (laughs) He might might be. (laughs) By the way, what a great player he was. Mo 57. Loved him so much. Herm, you can't put this business, you can't put the show on track. We're deep in the abyss of the core subject matter. I'm getting it. That's my job. Track master. All right, let's let's take this out. I I want to hear the quick because some people don't know this. I know this story, but Banks, like, how'd you get into NFTs? What? Because now you're like really in this, like, one of the most prominent names. People see your Twitter, they see your your Insta. Yeah. First I'd ever heard about NFTs was a Beeple video. It was like MF Beeple. I think if you type in MF Beeple on YouTube, you can see the video. Um, somebody like put me onto this. Was like, what do you think about this? In one ear, out the other. Actually, the first time I'd ever heard about NFTs. You know, artifact, the of course, shoes. Of course. So, I'm an uh, investor in it. Zapped you. Out. Yeah, good, good for you. It's a great. That was a great. <laughs> um, and you'll understand why. That was so, a weird good for you. You'll understand like, why. Like you're that. mad. But Zapped is a good friend of mine. I've known him for years and years, and he actually came over to the Cloud House like three, four years ago. Sat with me really. I, I've always been a big fan of collecting sneakers, streetwear. All that's right up my alley, and I'm an internet kid. So naturally, we met up. He pitched me on this whole thing like crypto sneakers, like crypto picks, and fucking like like virtual shoes, and like what if you could hold a token for a pair of sneakers rather than have the sneakers in your closet? You could sell it off at any time or redeem it. He just spit all the shit at me, and it didn't make very much sense. And they were pitching me on like equity in the company, a solid chunk of equity in the company for X, Y, and Z. And I didn't really understand it. It didn't like drag it. It didn't, it didn't land. I, I fucked with, I fucked with those kids and like, I fucked with the overarching idea, but I was kind of like, whatever, fast forward to now those guys are fucking crushing it. You know what I mean? It's like, I definitely missed on that, but truthfully, Gary, Gary, 100%. I have Gary to thank for, for the punk bag and the, um, the recent success in the space. I think me and Gary talked end of January of this year and he FaceTimed me, which isn't super unusual. Gary's, we all know Gary. He's the fucking guy who jumps on the phone five minutes, throws a bunch of shit at you. And it's like, (laughs) you're talking to you, Gary sick. He's fucking, he's a nut, but he called called me and he said something along the lines of like, how much liquid do you have? Like, what do you have to to spend right now? I don't know, man. I got, I got, I got a little bit. What's going on? He's like, if you don't spend and you gave me a number too. That if you don't spend three hundred thousand dollars <laughs> today, you will regret it for the rest of your life. And I went in, I panic bought like some fucking way overpriced tassel hat, like dog shit, honestly, like bottom of the barrel um, thing for like at this time, like in February forty not or uh, thirty nine ETH. Um, I went all in at like two hundred k. I fucking pussied out a little bit. I didn't put the full three hundred in, but I I put up two hundred k. And once you're in once once you're in something for that amount of money, it's just like that's where the obsession and the fucking constantly checking and the learning. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna invest that much of my money into something and not know everything that I can about it. So it became this obsessive like ritual to like check on the traits and check on the sales and check on bids and whatever. I started to form like kind of a sense for the market. Um, put put a little bit more uh, capital in and just started making like good buys things that I felt like were good buys at what at first I aimed to do was to buy like rare traits. But then I kind of realized like 
the, the the aesthetic and like the visual and like what the punk actually looks like matters a lot more than I think people people think. I agree. Um, especially f- noobs, people who are just coming in. Um, but yeah, no. And thanks. How many people in out of every twenty five friends you tell right now, how many get it? Dude, so the day I talked to you, the day I made my purchase, I ran around the fucking face house shilling this shit. I told, <laughs> I told fucking Tico and fucking Tommy and Adapt and everybody. I'm like, dude, you guys buy one of these things. I'm telling you, bro. Gary doesn't miss. And this is probably maybe a week after I bought mine. I, 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 I you know what I mean? Yeah, you felt comfortable. After you yeah. I'm starting to kind of understand. Um, do this, do this. Not a single fucking person listened to me. I don't think one guy, one guy who I work with who has nothing to do with social media or whatever, he went and spent a million on uh, a million on punks in March, and he's crushing it right now. I think he just sold off. He had like a sixteen punk bag. I think he Jeez. sold off like four or five of them to make his initial investment back, and now he's just holding you know twelve, thirteen punks, and some wow. of them are good ones. You know what I mean? He's like fucking thanking me every day. <laughs> And, I, and again, I'm balls deep in it, so I'm hitting the same people up uh, to to redeem their me bits and shit. Fucking, um, I ever tell you the Casey Neistat story? Right, you you right you did right before this car right before it closed. You got Dude, him to redeem before, your shit, and he made before, before it closed. I had already talked to Logan. I'm like, Logan, you already redeem your me bits. He's like, no. And what did what did Casey get? A pig or a robot or something crazy? A fucking robot, dude. Ugh. Day one, those things were getting fucking sold off for a hundred ETH. I'm like, Kalish, what about your question? The twenty five, your out of your twenty five friends that you talk to, how many get it? It's still there's sixty or seventy percent are like. Can I just right click, save this as JPEG, make that my background? <laughs> People, what I found really works is just explaining, you know, like where the value comes from, that it's not the the physical paper that it's on. That's not, you know, it's still tough. I find, you know, it's a journey, but then when people get it, they really get it. And then yeah, they go extremely deep. It's what Bank said, where you spend that hundred hours, you dig in, you friend. start to learn everything about it. And then you're just like, in because you understand you like over understand the situation i have a friend who was just like like he's like this is so fucking stupid and i go my guy you have a seven figure bag of cardboard with an athlete on it like this is stupid but your sports card collection that is your pride and joy and you put all your liquid into is actually a piece of cardboard with a man on it for 80 plus years sports cards existed without anyone thinking it had any value. Yeah. So, you know, what one deems as valuable, I love like a lot of my friends are like, this is stupid. I'm like, you bought an $80,000 cup from Europe from the 1800s. I wouldn't pay a penny for it. One man's trash treasure that whole game. But this is different. This is like a whole paradigm shift of utility and, all sorts of other stuff. I need to wrap my head around it initially too when we first had that conversation, Gary, because I'm from the obviously the video game space and like the concept and ideas of pictures on a screen being valuable and worth actual dollars isn't something foreign to me. I've Correct. seen Counter-Strike skins specifically. They have Correct. an open marketplace. I could trade my skin to you for whatever I want. I could send it to you for free. We can negotiate a deal on the side, whatever. And what that does is it's, you know what I mean? It frees up the market and it allows for true supply and demand. And I've seen fucking Counter-Strike skins go in, you know, 2012 for $10,000. And nobody understood yep. that. You're paying fucking, you know what I mean? 10, 10 yep. Gs for fucking, for a picture on a screen for your gun. Didn't make much sense to people then, but it made a whole lot of sense to us. And I, I totally, I just, I, I get it. It's yeah, the, yeah. it's your digital, like person, your avatar in a way. I remember the first game I played, like I put weeks and weeks and weeks of time into was World of Warcraft, where you build a, it's kind of like the same idea. Mm-hmm. You're getting this kind of like equipment. You have like a weapon, you have, you know, whatever, armor. That shit, like, some people just don't get it at all. But, like, people who get it really are in. And it used to be, this is the early days where you could, like, buy gold coins to get more more stuff. And it was, like, $10. People thought it was the dumbest shit ever if you spent any money on a game. 
Do you know how many people bought sheep on Farmville and Facebook in 2012, 10, yeah. 11? A drillion, a drillion. Yep. Like people, people love to say things. People love to say no without doing a minute of homework. It's so, that's the most annoying. That's the most <laughs> annoying part of it. It's my favorite part. My entire life's happiness professionally comes because of that sentence. Well, it puts us in a beautiful position because 99% of the world is ready to just write it off. Fuck every that. Sing, every single person told me Twitter was a stupid. When I tell you, when I put like the money I had saved, the $36,000 I had, actually ended up being 52, into Twitter, and every literally all 100 people in my life that I respected in business because I was a younger kid at the time said to me, that Twitter is the stupidest thing they've ever heard of. Who cares if I'm walking the dog? Who cares if I'm eating a pizza? And I remember thinking, everyone. <laughs> everyone. Everyone. Yeah. And everyone's like, why would, I actually believe that Banks, Kalish, and my wallet, public wallet, is a better indication to who we are than our photos on social. Yeah, for 100%, I agree. What you buy, is a much deeper insight to who you are than how you PR yourself in your social media. Yeah. It is. I mean, I remember getting to know, when I was getting to know Banks more, he started buying like art blocks. He bought, you know, some um, Damien Hurst. And the next thing I know, you're seeing a little bit of that side of things that maybe you didn't know as much about. Yeah, now I'm there's the like the physical art and like what's in the wallet. and. You know, it's people have these dimensions you don't even realize, and then you look at their wallet and you're just like, Oh, I see, I get it. That's where, that's where I feel like I have a special kind of place in this community, too, because I'm in the fucking CryptoPunk Discord, like shilling this Damien Hirsch shit. Like, no, <laughs> you guys don't get it. Like, they're all in there, like, fucking another, like, traditional artist, cash grab, NFT, culture vulture. I'm like, You guys don't understand. Damien Hurst doesn't have to do a fucking single thing he doesn't want to for the rest of his life. That motherfucker regularly sells. You know what I mean? His his artwork for fucking disgusting amounts of money. It's he's you know what I mean. What is he? The highest paid artist still alive. It's, it's 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 why I think you know it's funny. It's why I think I think all three of us got hyped on the Rockets. Tom Sachs. Like I do think that legit contemporary artists that do good projects that I think both of them did is one of the more interesting long term plays because one day everyone's gonna say, okay, there were these artists that really fucking mattered. Then this NFT thing came along. What was the first thing they did? Right? So like Tom and Damien are probably gonna do more things because there'd be no reason not to. Yep. But but what they just did in the last couple months will forever be the first thing. The and the first, first thing. thing is always the first thing. I don't understand how people like rookie cards are always better. Yep. It's like true. always. It's true. Point blank. What? And you know, this might be the only space where the same wallet with a Damien Hurst, you also have like a pudgy penguin well, I'm and a, a duck. That's such a good point. <laughs> I, you know what's so funny? For everybody who's listening, the three of us are literally like have issues. And we're like, it's really funny. We were talking so many times a day per day the last two weeks for let's say the last 10 days out. The last three days, me, Banks, and, and, and Kalish have not really talked. Like, this is like insight to like how fun this is. I just think it was like being on a binger. We like were so hard for 10 days. I think we all just needed a break from like, like everyone, we'd all be like, did you see the fucking dinosaur happy club? Did you see the fucking penguin, penguin, penguin? Did you see the dog shit on a stick? Like everything was so hardcore. And there was 800 of them a day, horses, rockets, fucking penguins, lions, cranium. Like it was so, and by the way, that actually makes me think like what I've been talking about, which is too much supply is starting to kick in. We're the sickos of the sickos. And I think the market put out even too much for us over the last 96 hours. And it's gonna get worse. There's literally gonna be 900 adjective animal club like tokens coming out in the next 30 days. Cause everyone's designing. To, to us being on a bender is fucking so on point. It's like, I, I had to like take a step away this weekend. I went to Malibu with my girlfriend. I was sat outside. I was, like, and I also truly believe that all roads at the end of the day lead to crypto punks and the crypto punk market's kind of been a little bit dry. That's kind of, that's kind of what like gets me going. You know what I'm saying? And it's like everything else kind of stems off from that. 
Um, yeah, but by the way, on the record, because I'm looking at Crypto Slam right now, I love how, <laughs> for everybody who's listening that doesn't know the market, banks like the, the market, the CryptoPunks market has been pretty dry. There's been $8.6 million worth of CryptoPunks sold in the last 24 hours. Yeah, it's so fucked up. But it's just, it's dry compared to what we saw happen in the last two weeks. You know what I mean? That, that like, that's the, the problem. Like, long, the force oh, long at 50 ETH, what is it, 48? It was so funny. I hit up, I hit up Banks and Kalish like on a text on like, like Sunday night. I was like, yo, and, and, and Banks like, dude, I'm out. I'm like in Malibu with my girl. <laughs> he was just a defeated man. He's like, I can't hear about like alien happy feet. Yeah, over for sure. <laughs> the real thing. You need the break. And yeah, I, I agree too with the amount of supply coming to market. You have to be smart about your bag. You can't be like minting everything, holding, expecting everything. You know, like yeah. I mean, Alpha. I'm looking, at my, I'm, like. I'm looking at my bag right now. Alphabetti, our uh, art stars club official, the fucking trolls v4, fucking Pernolope's country. Club. I don't even know. Like, I'm like literally like, ugh, like glue factory show. I, I'm like, look, like I can't stop. Yeah, you guys are sick. Let's talk, <clears throat> let's talk about that for one second. So a lot of people on Twitter reach out and they say, "Great, this show talks about crypto punks and spending 150k." What if you want to spend one? That's why. Grand? What if you How want you, to spend? What if you, you want to spend? Mint, you got to mint new projects. That's definitely, um, definitely your move. I mean, follow the right people. If you follow the right people and you see, you know, your fucking your Kalishes and your Gary V's and your Banks's all a part of a of a, a brand new project, a launch, a mint. Odds are, you know what I mean? They're they're getting that information from somewhere. They feel some type of way about the vibe of the project. It's a good. But, 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 so where are you record, getting your information? Yeah, Twitter and Discord is the hub yeah. of yes. this. But I would say this: you can go to OpenSea and look at rankings. You can go to CryptoSlam.io. Like one of the dangerous things, I just made a video today. I was like, guys, do not buy based on what I'm buying because I'm trying to learn right now. I'm still yeah. in learning phase. I want to support people. There was a 12 year old girl that put out long neck. I'm like, I'm buying that. I want to fucking make some 12 year olds life. That's not investing advice. That's not like the right, like, like it may work out, it may not, but like you like you need to really, like really do 30 hours of homework, understand everything, go into disc, when you see projects, go into the discords on their Twitter profiles, go read for an hour, go read the comments, be careful. Like it's such a double-edged sword. What Banks likes, what Case like, sometimes good indicator, Sometimes good indicator for a good 24 hours, but then a drop because yeah. you can't just follow. Logan's been very active, Paul. Like, like you can't just go by that because if you're gonna follow, like for example, I'm buying things because I I'm, I want to support some people that I think are just nice people. That's not me thinking it's a good investment advice. Sometimes I'm buying things because I want to learn how if they do things, I want to stay close to what I think they might do. I'm trying to figure out pattern recognition, like so, you know. I've also spent 25 years of my life being able to afford to learn. To your point, you know, her, you know, Herm. If how about somebody who's got 300 bucks to put in this? You're gonna buy. You're gonna mint, which means buying it on its initial release on the website. Normally, means you're gonna take. You're gonna buy two tokens. You're gonna really need those two tokens to return. You're not gonna never really know if it is or isn't. But if you don't jump in right away and you actually do 50 hours of homework. You're gonna mitigate making rookie mistakes. All three of us. Think about guys. Think about how many mistakes we've all made in the last three months. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My biggest one. If you guys want to get into that, my biggest one was not hopping on board apes when when I could have. You want to know the story behind that too? I fucking finally found an ape I liked for like three or four ETH, something like that, and it got fucking. I went to go click buy. It got sniped from me. I had it up in my window, ready to buy it. I was happy with the purchase to get my fucking feet wet. It got sniped for me. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck this project. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying any. I'm doing it. No, it's true it. though. It's like, I don't think you can just purely look at wallets of people you respect and follow it. No, like, I actually think. I actually I'm buying think a lot of things for the stupidest, literally the dumbest fucking reasons. Like, I think it looks funny or it's like, <laughs> it might be a meme one day. And also like. <laughs> Everybody has to to this point, Herm. I mean, like, what do you do with three hundred dollars? You can't buy every piece of art you like. You can't throw that in the vault. You can't buy every baseball card that you think is cool. Um, 
you have to pick spots. You have to be selective. And there's things that are just out of reach that you just can't get. Like how much, yep. you know, how many pieces of, you know, beautiful art would you love yep. to have that are just, that's not in my budget. And so you have to be selective and selective within the band that makes sense for you. And like, this is not something to stretch for. I mean, it's this is supposed to be fun. Back to what Gary said, it's definitely about accumulating the information, doing your homework. Yes. You still get some curio cards for under an E. Yeah, right. listen, um, by the that, way, on the record, on the record, I'm upset. I think Curio Cards is one of the, it's the first NFT project on Ethereum, besides Ethereum, like that world. But like, it's the first like, NF, like token. Like, Properly executed NFT project, for sure. It's. It predates CryptoPunks. It was launched in May of 2017. I, I just bought it. the first edition. I just bought like a handful of those apples. It's the number one for like five ETH. Which is expensive. Remember, that's fifteen thousand dollars. But that, yeah, I agree. CryptoPunks, it's fucking bananas. Yeah. You can like look. I mean, we could go on NBA Top Shots and spend twenty dollars. You know, yeah, yeah, DraftKings sure. Marketplace twelve dollars. Yeah. On by the way, let's drop. talk about DraftKings. By Things. the way, I'm going to make my point now. DraftKings launches this epic marketplace yesterday or day before. Everything's blurring together. I think yesterday. Watch this. Watch this. This is going to be my moment of the show. DraftKings. Banks and Kalish are, are nice and friendly. DraftKings launches an epic marketplace yesterday. It's fucking Tom Brady, right? And watch this. Banks is a big Pats fan. Banks loves NFTs, but he doesn't buy one because he's not a big Pats fan anymore because Boston fans are too spoiled. I didn't buy one because they sold out in how, how many seconds, Matt? They sold, it was, the queue was multiple. They were, they were, go, they were gone and I wasn't home, to be honest. I got yeah. my, I got my alarm set for tomorrow, or is it tomorrow? Yeah, I got my alarm set for tomorrow. Herm, tomorrow. Herm, Herm, watch this. They're selling on the secondary market. Banks buys like pudgy unicorns on the secondary market. No, 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 he no. buys, he buys all sorts of things, but he has not bought a Brady yet. You know why? Because he's a quadruple Wealthy sports fan. I'm buying one right now. He, see what happened? See what happened? Yeah, get in there. Get in there actions thanks. louder than words. If you're under 35 and you're a Boston fan, you just don't care anymore. No passion. A part of me says don't buy it <coughs> goading you into it, but it is DraftKings, so get in there. I, mean, I, I, I think the uh, the the um what's the Gretz what's yeah. the Gretzky one coming out? That's gonna be I want that. What's the Gretzky? I'm buying that. Gretzky's next week, which is I know that this isn't real time. So we're talking right. about um what's the Herm? What is the calendar day that I, Gretzky drops? I in? thought the best part of yesterday for me was Herm subliminally, actually, through friends, through Vayner people, like, hey, get Gary, you know, Gary's got a, you know, can Gary give a little, you know, the marketplace? It's a big day. Kalish is all yeah. over TV, crushing it. So proud of you. Yeah, I fucking FaceTime. I literally FaceTime Kalish today. I said, I'm proud of you because how well he's describing it and these things. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way I'm saying a single thing because I'm a Jets fan. It's Tom Brady. Now, it isn't a, it isn't a Tampa jersey, right? Right? So that's good. I could have maybe. But now I'm ready for Gretzky because his grandfather's from Belarus. He's the best hockey player of all time. He's actually, do you know, I think Wayne Gretzky is the most underrated athlete of all time. How about that? Yeah, he might have the most space between like the number one and number two in a sport he does. ever. He does. Like, the biggest gap between the There's second no, best. Gord, Gordie Howe, Lebeau, like wherever, I don't know where people want to go these days with hockey. It's not even, it's not even, Muhammad Ali, close. There's a lot, like you've got, you got real, you got Lennox Lewis even could be like, it's crazy who's close, right? Like culturally, no, but like the sport, right? Jordan's got a problem. It's called LeBron, right? Like baseball, like football, like you know. Ironically, this fucking hurts to say out loud. Brady is starting to get, you know, if Tom Brady wins another Super Bowl, there's he's already the best football player of all time, and I'd love for it to be. Ago. What's that? He was three rings ago. No, no, I understand. I'm talking about gap. Who? Uh, Jerry, listen, Jerry Rice is a scary football player all time. Like his data is absurd. You know that, right? I don't know, I don't know how we just got back to football. I think two, two okay. things. One is the NFT piece. What do you guys think about this? 
you know, you say put in 30, 40, 50 hours. There's a ton of people on listening to the show that just don't want to do that. What well, if you just gonna fucking, over? No, no, hold on. Fuck but, you. Yeah, fuck you. On. Just fuck give you it a pro. Okay, no, it's no, fine. No, that's it. Hold that's it. No, 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 no. I'm not letting you finish. If they don't want to do it, they should take a fucking L. I don't want to fucking work out. I'm fat. I don't want to fucking, you know, like. Some people just want to walk into a card store and buy a card. Good. Hold let on. them fucking. So no, you walk okay. into your friend's brand, br- fucking newly built house, and this is a great house. No, no. I fucking no. learn. I fucking build the house. No, I, there's I, no fucking shortcuts in life, Herm. Fuck you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to continue. Go on OpenSea. If you have 500 bucks, go on OpenSea, sort low to high, pick out something that looks cool, buy it, and then guess what? Like you guys said, once you have money in it, you're going to force the learning. That's first how you all, get involved. First of all, giddy up. First of all, if you don't do 30 hours of homework, you don't know what your Coinbase is. You don't know how to get fucking a non-custodial in a MetaMask. You don't know how to convert to Ethereum. You don't just walk into OpenSea and fucking, that's like, you can't do that. You can't put a credit, you can't do that. What you just said, Herm. It's, it's actually a nice transition. To, it's nice, nice transition to DraftKings Marketplace because on DraftKings Marketplace, you that's can. That's the additive. Whoa. I mean, Gary onboarded to, this was kind of an amazing one. V friends drops. It's not a like, let me go, you know, let's go around the horn of people already in a bunch of big projects and pull them in. You built a 200,000 person call it discord community. And it's active as, as you know, it's extraordinarily vibrant. And these are people new, traditionally new to the market that you've activated in from social, from your network. You know, Top Shots launch, very, you know, mainstream access. Yes. Come on, buy $9 pack. You can buy a $1 moment. You know, it's more. It, things build. Yes. But, you know, you can get in for 9 bucks of Fiat. DraftKings Marketplace, it's cash, same wallet. These are and things. I mean, this builds Correct. the top of the funnel into Correct. digital collectibles, whether it's VFriends, whether it's, you know, Dapper and Top Shots, whether it's DraftKings Marketplace. And there's like this, this like universe though that really is right now the big leagues. I mean, this like the crypto punks, the bored apes, the mm-hmm. there's this ecosystem, mm-hmm. art blocks, fidenzas. Like, yeah. this is kind of like the aspiration. Like, when I was playing poker in college on for 25 cents, I'm still watching the World Series of Poker. I'm thinking, like, that's cool. I want to be. Like, I want to see the world. I run a really small YouTube channel, niche community. It's like competitive Pokemon or whatever. I'm like a fucking sicko nerd for that shit. I watch these videos that have five to 10,000 views on them. Big fan, low key. But uh, I follow a couple of the bigger guys in that space. And like, this dude's been keeping me up up to date with his, his whole NFT experience. He's been in it for a few months now. Started really at zero. Didn't have a whole lot to start with. And he's traded all the way up to he just showed me his his open C yesterday. He's got two bored apes in there. That's fucking yeah, that's a serious bag for a honestly fifteen year old me with nine hundred bucks would have been unstoppable. That that's yeah. why like that to your point, Herm, that's why like you know, three of us have worked a long time to create the opportunities for ourselves financially to be in it. But like I wish. Yeah. This came out when I was 16 and had 800 bucks. I would have grinded the fuck out of this. Yeah, 100%. I gave the same kid. He's got two board apes. I gave him a couple sub ducks. I gave him a me bit a while back. Awesome. Like this, and he's fucking, I couldn't By believe. the way, you want to talk about something that's going to be sick? When, not if, when Pokemon launches its project, if they do it well, it will be fucking bananas. I have a feeling they're gonna somehow fuck that up because just Nintendo. Only because you only because you love IP. it too much and you're hope and you're like scared. You really want it to be awesome. What was that? It broke up a little bit. What'd you say? Only because you love it so much. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, like I, I'm I, like that too. I know the potential it has. I know that if they really spent the time and had the right team, it could be one of the biggest things in NFTs. Just everything about it lines up perfectly with what all this technology is capable of it's pokemon's fucking sick in terms of like evolution you know trading battling like like there's there's definitely there's something there for sure something big yeah they have just if they haven't hired a team of 30 people to develop this 
strategy. That's just like absolute disaster. Put me on that fucking team. I'll do it by myself. I'll see through. The opportunity is so, I mean, crazy. It's inevitable, right? Every major IP in the fucking world is going to participate, whether they know it or not. I mean, that's the way I see it. As this shit kicks more mainstream, I mean, it really is a beautiful thing that we're all so early to this. Well, that's why I'm so excited about this audience that's listening right now. It's kind of like me listening to Dignation or reading TechCrunch. Like the information matters, the the affirmation matters. There's gonna be ups and downs. There'll be a winter where a lot of things go to zero and everyone's gonna be like, fuck, these things used to be $2,000 a piece, now they're worth three bucks, yes. Supply and demand always kicks in, but the, but it's just like internet stock 2000, Amazon was fucking $30 a share. And everyone's yeah. like, the, you know, the, people are gonna be like, see, NFTs were a fad. It's not gonna be the case. NFTs are here forever. I'm completely convinced. It's too obvious. I've been here before. And so it's gonna be an amazing decade. And and I'm, I'm, I'm really pumped to like have these war stories with you guys in 30 years. We're gonna have dinner and be like, remember we were buying fucking camels and fucking, it's just gonna be like so fun to tell those stories. Yes, it will be. I'm gonna dive right. into some questions. Um, oh, we're, some we're not done yet. I have, and I have to go in four minutes. I have to go in four minutes, just so you know. <laughs> That's great, okay. Okay. Um, here we go. So hashtag props and drops on Twitter, tons of questions. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to one of them. What old school brand would you both love to see, would you three of you like to see created as NFT characters in the future? I think Playboy's a cool IP. I think Playboy's Matt, a what cool, do you think? I think Playboy's a cool IP to make a play to cool. buy, actually, just in general. Matt? I mean, the obvious one that you mentioned is Pokemon would be the fucking... But what about for you, the human? Spe- specifically you, the human. Yeah, for me, I would say I'm more like Magic the Gathering. I, I think could mm. build like some crazy playables, almost like a, yeah. you know, like the um, like so rare style. Like you need to ha- hold the card and you can game That's against cool. like what your collection is. And just the idea of like building a deck in something like a Magic the Gathering or Flesh and Blood or something would just be like the dopest project for me. For me, it's probably Alf. I want to see Alf. Look like Alf. I want it, me. I look like Alf. Yeah, respectfully. All right, okay. Wait till you see the next episode. Um, what I've got for you, because uh, I got to go in three minutes. That's the only reason I'm letting you sneak that by. We know you got to um, go. Um, Alf. The reason I want Alf to come out and just destroy it is because Alf hasn't meant shit in fucking forty years. I'm not even sure Banks knows what Alf is. I do the little ugly yeah. Little yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. Thanks, you don't understand. <laughs> Alf, Alf in 19... <laughs> fuck you, Herm. Alf, <laughs> Alf in 1986 was everything. It was the era of Alf, Robocop, Max Hedrum. It was fucking Punky Brewster. It was fucking... It mattered. And Alf was the biggest of them all. And if Alf came out and really dominated the NFT world, then nostalgia would be in full effect. All right. Dustin, Dustin, hold on, Dustin, can you come on screen? I saw your ha 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 in the chat. Come on screen. You got Dustin. like a minute left. No, I got okay. three. I got two. Did I did I make you laugh with the Alf? Yeah, I just didn't expect that as an answer. What were you guessing? What I was gonna say, Scooby Doo? No, just I. I just Anything feel else? Like not a lot of people know Alf. That's that's why I thought it was funny. <laughs> well, I'm funny. And then Herm tried to be mean. I don't know why. I wasn't. I wasn't being mean. Everyone show Alf. Everybody okay. who doesn't know what Alf is, please Google Alf A L F, and then see if. And then they go on Twitter and say, "Was Herm trying to be mean?" Herm. And then go Google Playboy if you don't. I don't know how to be mean. <laughs> oh God. Okay. The only. Um. The, no, no, no. Honestly, let's just final thoughts. I tried to get Herm to buy a bunch of B friends on the floor. He would have made millions. He passed. And and. Dude, me try to get Herman to buy a fucking crypto punk in Vegas when the floor is 24, 28. I'm looking for a redhead. So I'm looking for the Fuck. perfect redhead. Crazy, I'm crazy looking head. for the perfect redhead. Crazy. I'm out of here. here. I've been insulted. I'm out of here. Kayla, I love you. What do you mean, hold on? Hold on, nothing. There, I'm not promoting the, I, I don't care about the pool. League. I don't care about that. I don't care about your fucking marketing platform. I don't care about the platform. <laughs> well, I don't care about betting. Really, I might not, really I'm not even gonna, I'm not, doing, I'm not, I'm not doing the fucking football show. I'm done with you, Herm. I'm out of here. See you, props and drops. See you episode five. Bye. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, Matt. 
Herm, give well, them the listener league info right now. Here's the new show, Matt and Banks. Um, listener league set up uh, for when their episode drops immediately today. Um, it's MLB DFS contest, 5K prize pool, classic MLB slate. Gary can play. Banks, you're in there too. Matt cannot, but Matt, you can heckle. Um, and that's a wrap. Fuck yeah, guys. Thanks for having me on. I love jamming about this shit. We do this. We do this for fun, Kalish. We do this for fun. Love that, man. I'm down yeah. to hop in anytime you guys need a guest or just want to jam on it. Specifically NFTs. I love this shit. Thank you guys. Let's go, man. Thanks Peace for out, joining. Man. Absolutely. See ya.